You are listening to the SSG Podcast, a monthly HR, health and safety podcast available through all good podcast streaming services. Hello, everyone. My name is Manuela. Welcome to your SSG Podcast. I'm joined today by Tim Harnish, who's our Head of Consultancy. Hi, Tim. Hi, Manuela. Um, Tim also heads up our ISO services. So today we have a very informative talk on ISO management systems. What are they all about? Why bother? How do we get people on board? How do we implement the uh, the system? So straight up uh, question there for you, Tim. What's ISO? Yeah, so a good question. Uh, it is, you know, when we when you first come across this stuff, it does look, it sounds confusing. There's lots of letters, lots of numbers, and it's not very intuitive. And a big part of what we do with our, our training when we're doing training with ISO is just trying to translate some of that, the, the, the talk, the language of the standards into plain English. So, so what is it? What is it all about? Um, so an ISO is an, an agreed way of doing things, um, internationally accredited, you know, used around the globe. So why would someone want to do this? Um, well, it may be because it's part of their supply chain. They may be um, providing products or services and their clients um, require them to have this. So lots of people that might be working somewhere like the NHS or the MOD, and they may say you must have this in place. Or it may be simply because your business has grown. And you want to have confidence that you're doing things in the best way, in the right way. You know things are going okay, but you know, are we doing it the right way? Well, this is an agreed way of doing it. And that's the, the way the standards um, have been written. So they can be used for any small business, big business, for manufacturing, which is where it started, or any other uh, type of business or organization that, that there is. So I guess... One of the things you just said there is, well, it can either be a requirement for a client, so it kind of gives some peace of mind that you don't just make things up as you go along. Um, but also, it's more than that, isn't it? I think what I've learned recently is that it's not just a tick in the box. It really does improve your the way you do things, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So once once we buy into this, um, as I say, this agreed way of doing things, there's a couple of really important fundamental underpinning elements to it. One is continual improvement. So we're never going to get everything right first time. But what this do is it sets us down a road to where we are always um, benchmarking where we are, deciding where we want to go next, setting plans to do it, and then um, and then tracking ourselves, the plan, do, check, act cycle, going round and round and round. Uh, and and there, there's no end to, to our improvement once, once we've got that in place. And the second bit is the um, the fact that by holding this accreditation, you are externally validated. Okay, so when you go to your suppliers, you may require of your suppliers that they hold an ISO standard. What that means is that somebody external has come in, checked what they're doing and given the rubber stamp. So probably the easiest thing for most people to understand is like a secondhand car. If you're buying a secondhand car, would you want it to have an MOT? Mm. Now, someone might say to you, well, it hasn't got an MOT, but my mate's a mechanic and he's checked it over and he says it's fine. And you might go, well, you say, okay, that's great. But actually, I prefer that it's got an MOT certificate. Why? Why do you trust that? Because it's come from someone who is external. You have faith in the process that they follow. And you have the, the, the faith that, that that means that car has been checked and it's okay. So what's our role as consultants in that process? So we're here to help people through the journey, to, uh, to use that phrase, through the journey to accreditation. So what we absolutely can't do is be the person who gives you the accreditation because there has to be a clear separation to maintain the integrity of the process the person that comes in and assesses you 
And hopefully when you pass, it gives you your accreditation that has to be completely separate from the business and completely separate from anyone who's helped you along that journey. So we would take somebody who um, who, who has that reason. They want, they want to go down this. They want to achieve it. Not quite sure where to go and help them navigate the process and get them hopefully successfully to the line um, at the end of that. So I suppose the question everyone will be asking is kind of why bother? And we've already said it can improve processes. It can, it supports continuous improvement as well. Um, you might need it to uh, be successful in a tender, et cetera. But internally, how would we measure that return on investment, do you think? Have you got some examples? Um, yes. So you know, very much uh, some of the things that the standards require us to do um, quite often things you're already doing to, to a greater or lesser degree, but we have to have it in such a way we can evidence it to the auditor. And by formalizing these things, it does make us go about it in a much more, we talk about process thinking, much more um, much more steady uh, and, and, and say going through each process stage by stage. So if I was to use an example from ourselves, from SSG, so we have a process where um, simple terms, we need to get certain documents turned around back to our clients within a certain amount of time. Um, prior to us bringing this process, uh, looking back at our, our records from um, a year ago, for the first 200 that we got out, 26 were, were on the line or over the line for being late. We then thoroughly went through this process of ISO, mapped out the process, put in place some controls and some ways of monitoring and measuring. And uh, within the first 200 this year, that was down to three. So wow. 26 quality misses down to three in a year. And, and it was just a pretty straightforward exercise of just sitting down and thinking it through, which of course takes time. The, the reason we don't sit down and do this is because we're all busy. Um, but by now having this auditor coming along, it does, we find the time when someone's coming along the clipboard. <laughs> yeah, um, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's a really good example. And um, I suppose also what it does for us is it, it supports that notion of continuous improvement, doesn't it? So we're a very open organization when it comes to opportunities for improvement and people, you know, raising issues and us being able to to do that. So ISO has definitely helped us with that, hasn't it? Um, so how, how do I go about it then? So I don't have the system in place at the moment. I want to start. Where do I start? Yes, yeah, so, so with most things in life, we need to know where we are. We're going to start off with the benchmarking exercise. At this point, we move our podcast to SoundCloud, which is the account that our advisor members can access. If you're not an advisor member, please contact our customer service team and we are happy to help.